Hello, it's BT Edney here and I play Prudy in Poldark. And apparently it's time that congratulations were in order to the Lords of Grantham podcast for covering all of Poldark, which is fantastic. Um, and it's time to celebrate with a mixed match challenge. Maybe something to do with your favourite characters. I don't know. I hope I'm one of them. Um, anyway, I'd like to say in the words of Prudy Painter, tis right, tis fit, tis fair, tis proper to kick Judd and Thali up Stippy Sappy Lane because they stink. Thank you and goodbye. And we're back from High Clear, from Top Chef. Corey, you're also back from Europe. How's everything going? A little tired. I keep waking up early in the morning, but I'm good. I'm good. It was a good trip to, to London. I think I'll, I'll share more of that on the Patreon, but I will say they are ready to coronate over there. <laughs> they are coronating up a stone. Coronating and coronating. Everywhere you look. And coronating. Prince Charles is in your face. <laughs> you can't escape it. The man is taking over. Uh, literally. <laughs> he is quite literally taking over uh, in England. So watch out. <laughs> and before before we get too deep into the weeds and our little pre-show mm. here, let's give a big shout out to B.D. Edney. Oh, my gosh. Rudy. Incredible. For the intro of the century we, that we did not solicit through Cameo. No, not at all. We did not pay for that. Uh, you know, someone just thought, you know, we don't have to do the intro this week. Prudy can handle it. Took the week. Yeah, she said, She said. you know, I've been listening so long, mm. even though she claimed to not know what the Mixed Match Challenge was. I mean, there may be a refresher that's due for some of our listeners here. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but, well, yeah, we did, we, we shelled out the, the, the big bucks to get BD on, on Cameo. And she DM'd me and said, like, what is a mix match challenge? She actually asked you that? And I was like, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> what, did, and, what did you tell her? You know, last last time we did uh, we did the Downton Abbey one, we got a WWE wrestler. Mm. And he just, like, read line for line everything that I wrote and called it a day. Yep. Leo Rush, who's no, you know, no longer active. <laughs> but it was like, okay. BD Edney, on the other hand, is like, Okay, tell me what this is. And I was like, "Well, it's a, you know, it's our podcast and we're ranking our favorite Poldark characters." And she was like, "Okay. That's dedication. Did, Here it did is. Did you tip her well?" I have not tipped yet cuz I got it in yesterday. I'm sure whatever you give her will be more than whatever Ross gave to Prudy. I don't, I feel like Ross gave Prudy a roof. You think? <laughs> I mean, she I was mean, already yes. she was already staying Ross's father did. She, yeah, cuz she was already staying there regardless if he was showing up or not. <laughs> so well, let's not let's not let's not pit characters against each other right now. I'm not, pay, I'm not pitting. I'm just saying, did he actually pay her as well as you're about to pay her? Is all I'm saying. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> what is that? I will say for Poldark fans, Dave just checks his bank account it is tomorrow. A, it's a very <laughs> modest. It's a modest cameo price. Okay. I was shocked that it is so low, considering the the fervor of the Poldark fan base. It's true. It is a strong bunch out there. It, so, I mean, if you're listening to this and you have a friend that's a Poldar fan, just for fun, is, now is she, give her. I think it's thirty bucks. Is she the only actor from Poldark available on cameo? There's one other one, and I, I don't want to 
It was maybe it was Armitage, but it was expensive. Armitage. It was like a hundred dollars. Like I can't even see. He's blind. Yeah, well, not in kayfabe. Uh, oh, like, he's not the character. You know, you search. There's one other, one or two other Poldark ones on cameo, and unfortunately, they're none of the none of the. Well, not to say Pretty's not a heavy hitter; she's a series regular, but none of the like Demelzas of the world, unless you search them by name. But I did not. Oh wait, so, there is there, Robert Dawes. He's absolutely wait. That's uh, no, no. I thought it was a bigger character on on Poldark, but. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, that, I mean, it's a good get either way. It's a good get. We're happy to, you know, happy to support an artist mm-hmm. in any oh, way no, possible. No. And Ro- like Robert Dawes is someone. He's Dr. Choke. We could get, we could get Dr. Choke. <laughs> is he the $100 no, one? No, he's 50 He's more than Prudy. Dr. Choke is not worth more than Prudy. Well, that's because he's Dr. Choke. He's a quack. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, and that's like on brand. He's charging way too much. Yeah. It's just a little bit too much. <laughs> Well, you know, go on Cameo and get Prudy before you get Dr. Choke. Yeah, or Armitage, because that guy is just trying to steal your wife. That's true. Uh, but for those that might be new to the Poldark realm of our podcast and not know what these mixed match challenges were, they came from a mix of the NCAA March Madness tournaments with WWE's response to that, which was a that called the Mixed Match Challenge, mm-hmm. where they pit... Men and women, or rather teamed random men, men and women together and had them face in a tournament. We did this five times with Downton Abbey, and our fans seemed to be really into it every time we did it. And Poldark has just not been as uh, easy for us to do, mostly because we don't record in person anymore. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because you'd have a, uh, whole, none of our have friends, a whole draft board before. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to do this all on my own. Mm-hmm. Not that I didn't do it on my own before, but I have to do it on my own to just hold up a piece of paper to you. Yep. But so instead of since Downton Abbey had upstairs and downstairs, Poldark does not have such a uh, you know line in the sand of class. Mm-hmm. So we lean more into the WWE of it all and went men and women, and we have a fourteen team bracket okay. where a random male character is teamed with a random female character. We have thirteen teams and a mystery team, which I will reveal. Upon their entry into this. All right. And for those that might not remember, there's three categories that we're ranking these teams as we pit them against each other. That's compatibility. How well do they interact as a pair? How well would they interact as a pair? Individual success, which would be, you know, if we pulled the Downton thing, Robert Crawley's the main character. And if his teammate was Mr. Bates, that's also a male lead they would be a good team as opposed to like Tom Barrow teaming with Edith where they're both kind of bickering, you know, weirdos. Mm -hmm. So team success and the X factor, which could just be any sort of Ross's Ross's fist of fury. That might be an X factor here. That's true. He's got a strong punch. Jeffrey Charles's ability to vomit on, (laughs) on command when he's drinking. Yeah. And, 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 well, just just for point of clarity, and you may get to this, but are we dealing with multiple versions of Jeffrey Charles? Like this is like smack. We are not dealing with multiple. So not, the problem with Poldark, and yeah. you'll you'll see as we go through this tournament, there's a lot of men, but mm. there's not a lot of women. Which, considering this is a period drama, sort of aimed at the same target demo as Downton, a little disappointing in retrospect. Sure. So, 
some of these teams are going to be carried by the men, unfortunately. And there's also like a new father figure for Ross in every season, so I kind of had to choose which ones to not include. Okay. So I will say Ned Despar did not make the cut. Oh, no. Come on. <laughs> Rest in peace, Ned. <laughs> <clears throat> so before we get cracking on this tournament, yep. I'll lay out the brackets. We have what's the usually we play the, we have them play for a cup mm-hmm. and it's usually a deceased character's honor so i mean who did we lose we lost ross and demel's kid we lost dwight and caroline's kid we lost jim carter i feel like jim carter is who we need to it's the jim carter cup yep and it's not the and you, you get your name engraved on his tombstone by the by the cliff <laughs> by the school. and it will stand there it, it'll it'll stay so th- since this is a fourteen team, fourteen team elimination, two teams are going to get buys through the first round. They're going to cut the line because it's not doesn't work evenly. Mm-hmm. And those teams are held by, captained by what? our two highest ranking. Uh, okay. Huh? So, so this is how you determined it was by their power rankings. Yep. Well, this is how I determined the buys. The rest are okay. totally random because they are totally random. Got it. The buys are Ross and Demelza. Sure. And Ross's teammate is Roella. <laughs> okay. So Ross and Roella. That's that feels like versus, a handicap. Or not versus. Eh, we'll see. Okay. Not that many women in the show. Yep. And Demelza's partner on the Trenwith side. So we have the Truro side mm-hmm. and the Trenwith side. Demelza's te- teammate, Captain Blamey. Whew. Okay. I mean, that's quite a chasm, I think, in terms of what we got to work with for those partnerships. Okay. okay. So I'll, I'll break down what the, the matches are before we get into it, just so you know, all your listeners know exactly what characters you're going to be hearing us talk about. Mm-hmm. The first matchup we're going to talk about, Thali and Morwenna versus Zaki and Elizabeth. Okay. Then we go down, Sam Karn and Caroline Penvenon versus Hugh Armitage and Tess. Then we go down, Uncle Carrie Warligan and Rosina, Rosina. versus Francis Poldark and Emma Treregan or whatever, Thali's daughter. (laughs) Then we jump up. We have Demelza and Captain Blamey in the bye. And then we have Jeffrey Charles and Prudy versus Verity Poldark and Judd. (laughs) Okay. Then we go down to Cecily, Cecily Hansen, and Dre Carnes mm-hmm. versus my favorite team in this whole thing. Well, not not my favorite team that I pulled. Okay. George Warleggen and Aunt Agatha. Oof, that's a duo, all right. That is a duo. In our last, last bracket, the mystery team mm-hmm. facing off against Dwight and Kitty Despard. Okay. So, that's the whole tournament. Yeah, I think you you, you no. did you covered all of the bases in terms of the women, aside from the mistress that George had in uh, the first season. I think that is like almost all. The, she was one of the she was one of the other ones. It was her and Karen are the only other two women that have Ooh. any. And I think Elizabeth's mother has a, a few episodes, but not, you know Whitworth's mother. Lady Whitworth was on the table, as was Ozzy Whitworth, but I knew oh, good. wherever he went. It was going down. Yeah. 
I mean, if we want to call an audible, I'll take Emma off the board right now, and we can team Francis with Lady Whitworth. Uh, Emma, I think, is a... You're, you're going to have to refresh me on Emma, then. <laughs> Emma is Thali's daughter that tries to marry Sam. We'll get to the that. The one who's partying with Tom Harry and the whole crew. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes you need a little, uh, you know, oh, in no pro Tom wrestling Harry terms. You need some oh, man, that's a shame. There's a lot of men in this show. That's true. Sometimes we need jobbers, and I feel like Emma is... is uh, Emma, both in the pro wrestling world, there's a wrestler named Emma who is not very, you know, high up the ladder. And this Emma might just be a, mm-hmm. they might just be dog food for their opponents. Okay. So let's get cracking into this. Yeah. Round one. And if we do not agree, the Lords of Grantham Lounge on Facebook have all submitted their rankings and I have tabulated them. So they will the be our tiebreakers. Okay. So t- round one, Thali and Morwenna. Against Zachy and Elizabeth. Hmm. Now, at first blush, it is enticing to hear Thali out there. The guy walks around with a gun, uh, has a drinking problem, but he, you know, people like him. They help him out. He's a he's a grave digger too. He winds up That's with true. an honest man's job at the end of the end of his run. Yeah, and we don't really know what becomes of him. He's still out there. Out there, not even very far. He's within the radius of the show. He exists. Yeah. And he's paired with Rowella or Morwenna? Morwenna. Morwenna. Okay. So Morwenna, big deal. Overcomes a lot of trauma. Yep. And that's about it <laughs> with her. I mean, she, she, she suffers. She gets through it. She's strong by the end of it. Has a happy ending. She kind of gets roped in. By familial blackmail, almost in the beginning, yeah. the war leggings pull, pull her in to be Jeffrey Charles's uh, maid as a way to sort of leapfrog the social scene to get them all tied together. And she seems agreeable enough to work death. with uh, Tholly on whatever he's doing. You know, the uh-huh. two could work well together. And, and now the other is Zaki and Elizabeth. Yeah, Zaki, not the most dynamic character, mm. but a stalwart. Yeah. He's the like, the Wedge Antilles. If you're a Star Wars fan, he's always there. He's a steady hand. He always makes you happy when you see him, but he's never the most dynamic. Even when Henshaw's around, he's always behind Henshaw. He also has a dozen children. That's true. So you know something's working. And to him. compare that with Elizabeth, Elizabeth has two or three children. So if you have those two together, you don't know how many children may be popping out there. Oh yeah, that's a. That could be the X factor there is their p- parenting skills. Maybe he's the, the husband material that she was looking for the whole time. Perhaps. You know, we, we don't, really don't know. Um, Elizabeth, I think, she's dis- displayed a lot of strong chops being paired with George. And, you know, mm-hmm. winning some, uh, I don't know, conversations with uh, delegates or whatever, <laughs> deletons and stuff. Like... She did well by him. And honestly, I don't fault her for dying. She came back as a ghost, which is pretty strong. Uh, and honestly, she, she allured all the men in the neighborhood. They, they, they came calling for her. So that, that's a strong pull. That's true. Honestly, I, I think I'm, and I, I'm leaning Zachy and Elizabeth here. I, you know what? I got to say, I think Elizabeth's compatibility is her X factor. Mm-hmm. She, made the, she made chicken you-know-what out of chicken you-know-what. Yeah chicken salad out of that with Francis basically helped him turn his life around then when he died because he couldn't swim 
she turns George's life around. And both those guys are and losers. She also... Zachy's, he's a guy. He knows himself. He takes care of himself. Zachy and her could really have some real magic going there. I'm pulling for him. You know, I, I feel like Morwenna got the short end of the stick here. Mm. Because Thali is the most colorful of Ross's father figures. But he's not the most versatile of Ross's father also, figures. I, you look at the whole spectrum of how much did Morwenna actually do on the show. She fell for uh-huh. Drake. Fell, ended up with the Whitworth guy and suffered. And then she got out of that. And then she was not happy. And then she was happy. Like... She, how much did she take an active role in what happened to her? You know, if we're gonna have, she's not, and, and I think if we look at our our overall character power rankings, Morwenna, Morwenna winds up a smack dab in the middle. Yeah, like she's not moving the needle. She gets whooped on, she comes back, and then she coasts. And Zachy, he is pushing needles. Elizabeth is absolutely pushing needles. I think it's an easy one for those two. Uh-huh. I agree. All right. Zachy and Elizabeth go through. Mm-hmm. So now we move to our second round. Sam Carn, Caroline Penvenen versus the most uh, the, de- the most divisive team. These are our big bad guys here. Hugh Armitage and Tess. I think this is a clobbering. I think the bad guys get sent packing really fast in this one. Yeah, I mean, is Hugh Armitage a bad guy? Yes. I think he's a misguided guy. Yeah. Well, that, that's because he's going blind. And he doesn't have any help for yeah. him. And he's also losing his mind. Because remember, they try to push him into office. And they're like, this guy's dying. <laughs> <laughs> he's cuckoo. He's bananas. He's, something's, something's going on with this guy. Do you think it's he, he, was, uh, he started to lose his faculties faster because he hooked up with Demelza? Um, if he did, I think that was a good <laughs> consolation prize for... <laughs> Losing his faculties. If he was going to die in six months and he's like, I'm going to hook up with Demel's and I'll die in three, I'll take that. Yeah. Um, and so he's with Te- Tess. Yeah. He's with Tess. And Tess, you got to give her, as far as her, her individual success, she's a, a stick in the mud the whole last season of this show. Mm-hmm. Her X factor is her unrelenting ability to just be a miserable POS. And also, Armitage represents so much of the things that she hates, too. They would not get along. Mm-hmm. That's true. So their compatibility's not there. Yeah. Sam and Caroline, on the other hand, on paper compatible because they're in the same sort of alignment. Mm-hmm. They're on the Ross Demelza team. But I don't think they have much in common aside from that because Sam is very in touch with his emotions. Yeah. Very faith heavy. Caroline is like, Oh, I had a miscarriage. I'm gonna go get blasted in London for six months and leave my husband. But, at home. but they are nice people, and she can definitely pull in the rich folk for support, and he can pull in the common folk for support. So I think with their powers combined, they can get you know all the power behind them to push them towards whatever they're working towards. Yeah, I think this is hands down victory yeah. for these two. Sorry, 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 Armitage and uh, Tess, you didn't stand a chance. All right, so the last. Round last first round of the Truro bracket. Uncle Carrie and Rosina. Mm-hmm. Rosina, Sam's wife at the end. Yeah. Left at the altar by Drake earlier. Jacka's daughter. Mm-hmm. Versus Francis Poldark and Thali's daughter, who Sam tried to marry, but she disappeared and didn't come back and said, I'll give give me a year. 
And when I come back after a year, if I'm ready to marry you, I'll marry you. If not, no biggie. So Uncle... I don't know the compatibility factor between Uncle Carrie and Rosina. Because Rosina's used to getting trampled on, and Uncle Carrie is kind of steering the war-legging ship. Yeah. He's the puppet master behind George, even before George goes crazy. He's a steamroller. He's a wrecking ball of one. Mm-hmm. At the same time, how many times have we seen Uncle Carrie on the short end of the stick because of something that George does or doesn't do? <laughs> mm-hmm. So he's not necessarily the captain of the team, no. but he's a good like defensive player. Yeah. Francis and Emma, on the other hand, Emma is a very one-note character who likes to party mm-hmm. but has a good heart. Francis falls down a hole. Falls down a hole and dies. But before he falls down a hole and dies, he kind of has a moral awakening, mm-hmm. turns his life around, embraces this good life, and then dies. And he's strong enough to stand up so to he, George and kind of stand his ground and, you know, go strike in business with Ross and make things good. He could have been in the, the Senate if he lived. In Parliament, rather. Wasn't he tapped to be like a judge, a local judge? He was a local judge. That is true. That's right. That's right. Man, that's a tough one. But something tells me the, the the emptiness of Emma. And I feel like if you replace her with Lady Whitworth or Elizabeth's mother or any of these other sort of shot flash in the pan female characters, not enough to give juice. Whereas Rosina is just a little bit of juice. She's resilient. Yeah. And she takes a lick and she keeps coming back. She says, I can't take the little cutesy carn boy. I'll take the holy carn at, boy. At the same time, Emma left the carn boys thirsty. They, they, never got, they never got a taste. And she she ran off with the hairy man, with Tom Harry. <laughs> Didn't she just run off at the... Oh, she, I mean, we know something happened with her and Tom oh, Harry, yeah. that's for sure. Absolutely. Which is, I don't know if that's a net positive. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think Francis had more than carrie ever had so i think i'm gonna i'm gonna disagree dave if you're leaning towards carrie and uh i'm leaning on carrie and rosina so it's time time to consult with the mm-hmm. the fans let's see i should order this a little more clearly carrie and rosina they got them pretty low and what's this that they are against they are against francis and emma mm-hmm. wow by one of the 13th, by one 13th, Francis and Emma, take it. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's the power of Francis. He was a good guy. He had the conviction to put a gun to his head and pull the triggers. It's just that the gun misfired. <laughs> he had the conviction to take his own life, <laughs> despite having a child and a wife. And, um, he learned from it. He came back better. All right, so we're jumping over to... The Trenwith bracket. Okay. Jeffrey Charles and Prudy mm. versus Verity and Judd. <laughs> so we're getting pr- <laughs> Judd versus Prudy. Beatty would be happy with us right now. Yeah. We're putting the. You got to answer to your crimes to leave him. All right. So when the times got tough. I think Jeffrey Charles and Prudy are compatible. I think. Do we see Prudy make passes at Jeffrey Charles sometimes? She's getting, did she or was it like Armitage? She maybe. made passes at one of these young blood. I think, boys. honestly, if 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 Jeffrey Charles wants to to lose his boyhood, Prudy's not a bad option. <laughs> Go for it, dude. Yeah, yeah. And as far as uh, 
I'm saying adult Jeffrey Charles, too, by the way. This is what yeah, uh, yeah, not 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 boy Jeffrey <laughs> yeah. Charles, man Jeffrey Charles. Jeffrey Charles and Prudy are both like Prudy might not do much, but she's the backbone of the Poldark house. We've seen her with a skillet; she can hit a person really hard with one. And she susses out Tess immediately. Oh, she's yeah. like, "I don't want her here. Stop giving this terrible person the benefit of the doubt." Mm-hmm. And Jeffrey Charles, you know, he's a Poldark mainstay at the Poldark yeah. house. She's cooked for him. She knows how to feed him. He knows how to talk back. I mean, he's uh But Verity and Judd might be, you know, our, our early departures. Verity is a fan favorite that that walks away too soon. Well, at the same time, maybe she left at the right time because it only gets worse from there on out for everyone else who stays. <laughs> so maybe she That's made true. the right choice to, to take the boat out. So maybe her and Judd are like the nomads that do well. They knew Judd yeah. also dies. It comes back from the dead. 100%. No, I, I think they, they actually kind of, they're survivors. I mean, they're off-screen survivors. So I don't know. I don't know how much I would give. And when Judd's around, does he do it? Doesn't he try to immediately, like, narc on Ross <laughs> immediately for money? Yeah. It's Judd. It's Judd. But. I, so he's he's, like, conniving. Yeah. But he can get what he wants. Whereas we see Jeffrey Charles is kind of a victim of his own circumstance. He's never the one who is leading. All his highest moments are sort of on the heels of Ross. Or his lowest moments are because he screwed himself over. His lowest moments are because of his own action. Like when he gets whipped up by the Hanson boys, it's because he tried to pull the trigger and run away with Cecily. Yeah. When he was a hero, it's because Ross took him to go free... Um, Hugh mm-hmm. or did he was he in that posse? He, he was in the posse. Like, that goes he, to the free Dwight. Yeah, Dwight. Yes, yes, Dwight and Hugh. But the, I think the kicker is: Does Verity get along with Judd? And I don't think she wants to be seen with a guy that dirty. That's true. Even though we'll see, we'll we'll talk a little more about her her man later. Okay. But so, yeah, I I, I think I think the Jeffrey Charles Prudy symbiosis. It. They got it. They go through. They win. There you go, BD. Congratulations. Congratulations. You gave it to Judd. You had to do it. She had to get the win over Judd. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, Cecily and Drake Carr versus George Warleggan and Aunt Agatha. Now, this is why we do this. We need to talk about George and Aunt Agatha as one. They hate each other. Yeah. Same time. George, George, you know, some might say he kills on Agatha. And some may say she breaks George. <laughs> That's true. So is that sort of, is this like in the Royal Rumble when like you eliminate somebody and you're so angry that that person goes back in and eliminates you because they just, you know, like they're just going to fight each other. Something like that. Or can they put their differences beside this is like the this to overcome, yeah. Cecily and Drake. This is like Daniel Bryan and Kane when they couldn't stand each other uh-huh. and they became one of the most destructive forces ever together as a tag team. Team Hell No, and uh, I think that that's what we're seeing here because Cecily, no, I mean she was just kind of a wallflower that Jeffrey Charles was fancy who, who he fancied and who she paired with. Drake. I mean. That's a pretty dynamic partner to have. Drake is a good I partner. I think their compatibility is there. But also, 
George is out of his gourd in the fifth season. Then he walks in and sees Drake in his house, and he's like, get out of here. (laughs) And Drake has to run away. That is true. That is true. Drake, though, he does unleash all the frogs on George's house. The toads. Yeah, also true. But that's the that's all you can do, but George. Jer- I mean, George uh, uh, burns down his. What I mean is that all Drake can really do though isn't really toads because yeah, as you were saying now, he burns down Drake's house twice. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> now, he's despicable enough, and I think that Aunt Agatha is so immobile that she might not know how how low how um, George's blows are. Yeah, I, I think. And he's crazy, but ultimately, I know you had him higher up at the end. George leaves the show a champion. Yep. As does Drake, but Drake is much more modest of a champion. On the women's side, on Agatha is dead, and Cecily is shipped away. But she still haunts George and everyone, because she left a, you know... Her footprint is much bigger, whereas Cecily's footprint, I believe someone says to Jeffrey Charles, like Ross, is just like, you know, you'll never forget your first love. Until you get your second love. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, okay. So Cecily, yeah, kind of a... She's got a lot of uh, pep sure. for a character of her nature. She's not, she she's fucks not, her dad. We're not fooling anyone, though. She has not enough bona fides to make it, make it further in this competition here. This is, this All right. is George. I, I, I don't disagree. <laughs> All right. So now we're on to the last round. Mm. So that's Dwight and Kitty. Oh. Now, I know that, you know, if we can have some kitties, I think we need to know we if we have some felines. The mystery team. It's got to be Garrick and Horace. So two dogs. The dogs. <laughs> Not, well, say what you will about Horace. Garrick is a day one character. Oh, lives through the whole show. One hundred percent. He he shows up and he never leaves. Uh, yeah, Garrick's a survivor and he doesn't age either. Uh, and Horace is a dog that that the the vet or is it Doctor Dwight? Mm-hmm. Horace is presumed dead. Yeah, and comes back. He's like Judd. He does have that sickness. Um, same time. In fact, it's Dwight that saves him. Yeah, which it would be a. Dwight and Kitty com- compatibility is concerned. Well, that, well, that's the thing. They didn't even have any interest in each other, and everyone was talking. Dwight and Kitty, <laughs> aren't they something? That's true. Whereas I think Horace is such a. Uh, they always say, "Get this dog walking." The dog can walk, and and Caroline does not let the dog walk. Caroline carries the dog around, so Garrick is carrying the weight of this team. Yep. On his old. Mangy back. And honestly, what does Garrick do during the course of the show? <laughs> That's notable. He barks. Yeah. He's he helps people. Mm-hmm. He saves. You know, allegedly. This may be a hot take, but I think Garrick peaks in season one when he's the mangy dog next to Demelza, and that's her best friend. And. And then after that, he's just sort of a mascot. Yeah, he's just around. He gets name checked every now and again, but that's it. Mm-hmm. So I, I, Horace, on the other hand, might be a little more dynamic than Garrick as a character. And Horace doesn't get much. I mean, he's involved in the murder plot, which he's <laughs> he's the dog getting murdered. Um, it's got to be Dwight and Kitty. But the Dwight, Dwight, I mean, does so much. <laughs> like I said, it was tough to find female characters, and we had to include Garrick somehow. Yep. But Dwight and Kitty, the cats go through. 
the dogs, not so much. Nope, they're going back to the kennel. All right, so now we move into the quarterfinals. Okay. The bye is over. Mm-hmm. Ross and Roella stepping in against Zachy and Elizabeth. Roella is, <laughs> I mean, she does have a strong run for the five or six episodes. She has there. a very strong run. She gets what she wants. She is shameless in her run. Her run, the things that she does to Ozzy Whitworth are disgusting. Sucking toes. <laughs> Just sucking those toes. Getting the, that money. And then her husband kills a man. <laughs> um, it's pretty strong. Kills the toe man, the man whose toes she was sucking. Yeah. And so- and Ross is obviously Ross. He, he, this is a, I think their compatibility would be, I think Ross would admire the gusto of Roella. Oh, no. Ross would be like, you suck toes? <laughs> you, you suck toes for money? Yeah. You suck toes for spite? <laughs> He's But in fairness, mm-hmm. Roella does not act for the, the betterment of her family and those around her. She acts for the betterment of herself. Yeah. As we find out with her and Morwenna, you know, when we think that she's sort of seducing Whitworth to free Morwenna of her burden of being her wife his wife she reveals that she just wants the money yep so I think the compatibility might go away when Ross realizes Rowella is not trying to screw over Whitworth for good reasons mm-hmm. she's selfish Ross is very selfless yeah but Ross and Zachy you put them head to head, to head. Ross clobbers Zach. Yeah, I mean, Zachy he stands no would straight up just fire Zachy and say, good luck. <laughs> Henshaw, if this was Henshaw in this position, Ross might be a little worse off. That's true. But Elizabeth is Ross's kryptonite. Could he be strong enough that is to, true. to say no? Is he strong enough to concede to her? Yeah. And Rowella's such a temptress, and Zachy has 12 kids. Who's to say... She could, Rowella could wear in Zaki. So each of these teams could be a little bit at their at their knees. Uh, huh. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, the X factor of Ross being Ross is the individual success alone mm-hmm. is well worth noting. But at the end of the day, especially relative to, and we know that if you want to look, if you want to bring our power rankings into this. Elizabeth is the worst character in the show in our ranking. She gets clobbered the whole show. And at the end of the day, Ross is the one who gave her the idea to lie and say she was about eight months in, which eventually led to her untimely death. <laughs> so mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Ross owns her, and he owns Zachy. And by the strength of that, I think he and Rowella have to go over the top. Yeah, Ro- Rowella can take the free ride. Yeah. I agree. All right. So, up next, we have Sam and Caroline going against Francis and Emma. I think this just... uh, The fact that Sam and Caroline are such robust characters, if you will, Mm -hmm. they offer so much to the big picture of the show. I think they they overshadow Francis as an individual because, as we said earlier, Emma doesn't bring much to the table. Yeah. And Francis has gone too soon. Gone too soon. 
on his own inability to swim. To swim. And Sam can swim, I think. No, he can fight. I least. think so. He can at least he can, fight. He can wade, yeah. And he can mobilize a crowd. And I, I think what you said earlier about Caroline and, and, and Sam being centric to bringing people together, I think they're the hometown heroes, kind of. We got yeah. playing to the wealthy, playing to the the impoverished, the, the poor people. Francis is a, a local hero, for sure. Mm-hmm. He turned his life around. He made some good decisions, but Emma's just a girl about town who likes to have a good time and is not afraid to be seen making out with Tom Harry in the pub. No shame in that. None. No shame in that. But in this in this in this competition, Caroline is a classy dame who yeah. will hand out pamphlets about that and make the shame hurt that much more. So. By that measure. I'm, I'm pushing Sam and Caroline through. Yeah, it's got to be. I'm sorry, Francis. You tried hard, man. Yeah, cool. Great. Up next, we have Demelza and the Man of the Sea, Captain Blamey, versus Jeffrey, Charles, and Prudy. Whew. Now, Demelza and Blamey kind of on the same wavelength because they're married into the Poldark family. Yeah. They're they're dynamic outsiders who are not afraid to buck the norm by marrying into the Poldarks. Captain Blamey got a lot of ish from Francis. Mm-hmm. Demelza got a lot of ish from the whole town until they realized how attractive she was and then they all wanted to be with her. So Blamey's kind of a loser, though. Like a real loser. I mean, he gets Verity, but he's but, gone all the time. He's at war. But he gets Verity to like go live with him at sea. Yeah. He seems to get it all. But uh, if you want to talk about d- time on the show, he does not get all that much. No. And, and at the same time, Demelza is sometimes playing second fiddle to Jeffrey Charles for Ross's attention. And then Pr- uh-huh. Prudy is, you know, who was Demelza without Prudy sometimes? Wow, okay. Is Prudy the secret sauce in Demelza's home life? I think she is making the sauce. I don't think Demelza's always cooking. And we know that, that Prudy, Prudy is a bit of a snitch and and a, a devil on Demelza's shoulder in regards to, like, Ross is a dog. You don't need to be with Ross. Who helps Demelza learn you how know. to cook? Prue-Prue. There you go. <laughs> uh... I mean, Blamey is a, f- a favorite of the show, but I think he's kind of, once he's out of sight, he's out of mind. Yeah. Which a good TV show character, look at Kamal Pamuk in Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. Look at uh, Agatha. Yeah. These characters, when they disappear, even Verity to a lesser extent, you're like, where is Verity? You're not necessarily saying, where is Blamey? You're saying, where is Verity? Yeah. Especially once Francis dies. I think I'm leaning, actually, surprisingly, Jeffrey Charles and, and Prudy here. I, You know what? But... This is the big upset. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Is it, This may be too quick to count out Demelza, though. I think we might need to do another one of these. I think we need to do the single elimination character tournament, see how far Demelza yeah. gets on her own. Okay. but Maybe we'll do that behind the paywall. I think, I think Blamey is too much of a handicap on Demelza. Yeah. I absolutely. This, yeah, this is, not, this is no fault of Demelza. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that you're stacking her up against the person who trained her. 
Yep. And you're stacking Jeffrey Charles, a character who becomes a man. And who's the one who has to deliver the blow to Demelza that Ross is sleeping around? It's Prudy. That's Prudy. Said I saw him kissing the church. There you go. There you have it. Ding, ding, ding. All right. Final match of the quarterfinals. George and Aunt Agatha versus Dwight and Kitty. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Dwight has the, the upper hand here where he knows George is insane. He can literally just expose him. Yeah, he can put his hand on his forehead and like <laughs> turn his brain off. Yeah. Uh, and again, this may be a, a point where the chemistry in George and Agatha, it, it it's not working. And when you got someone like Dwight uh-huh. and Kitty who have natural chemistry that you can't even explain, it's just radiating off the screen for some people. And K- Kitty is a very interesting character for the fact that she is based on a real human being mm-hmm. and the fact that she's only there for one season and doesn't even get to like revel in the finale. She's gone. Yeah. She comes in and she packs a punch. She makes a statement about racism mm-hmm. just by being there. She helps bring down the Merceron and Hanson yeah. mahogany trade. She does a lot of good with a little bit. And she sails away. But at the same time, if you're talking just purely individual success, George and Aunt Agatha take this by a mile. Aunt Agatha is the second oldest Poldark to live. Yeah. And allegedly, she might be the oldest, but we never even got the answer to whether or not George fudged those numbers to drive her crazy. Mm-hmm. And if George could do all these things to drive her crazy, could he weaponize crazy Aunt Agatha? Because as much as she gets under his skin... Yeah. There's always someone telling George, don't worry about her. She's a crazy old lady. But you know who else can weaponize crazy? It's Dwight. <laughs> he can literally be like, George, you're going to the penitentiary, brother. <laughs> I'm going to put you, I'm going to air out the dirty laundry about you, boy. Yeah. I'm, and Uncle Kerry's already been eliminated from this tournament in round one by Emma. Well, I, I'm, so, I'm going Dwight and Kitty. I'm going George and George and non okay. So we're going to have to consult the... The rankings, and I think this one might be a little, yeah. Uh, Georgia not Agatha, second place amongst our viewers. Whew. They didn't even think about the. Chemistry. And I will say, since since this team has been eliminated, our fans thought that Demelza and Captain Blamey were the best team. So they were outraged <laughs> listening to this already. They're like, "Get out of here! You got this wrong." Yeah. I think that speaks to Demelza, now we move not, on. not blamey. <laughs> I mean, what is blamey? What is a blamey? Yeah. So now we move to the semifinals. Okay. Ross and Rowella mm. versus Sam and Caroline. Now this is where I think the 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 we're coming to roost for Rowella. Your little power run is that enough to take on two stalwarts? I think so. I think Ross could punch Sam in the face. <laughs> and put him in his place so fast. Sam has nothing without Ross. Exactly. He's just a man of God, and Ross, he don't have no God. Uh, and isn't there's some subtle shipping of, of Ross and Caroline in that sort of, mm. when Ross is in Parliament and Caroline is in that sort of weird mourning, um, no covering question. up her problems with partying. If he wanted to sweep a little bit of Caroline like, out from under Dwight... Ross doesn't even have to like hesitate. <laughs> I think I think that you might 
But I feel like Roella is the luckiest person in the world. At the same right time, now. Roella could tempt Sam. The, the, the Sam is so weak minded. All he's got to see is that she's willing to suck toes, and he's like, "Huh? Tell me more." It's 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 something yeah. that's it's it's okay in the Bible, and then Sam is there. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing there. <laughs> you know what? I don't, I don't like it, but I feel like at this point we, I think they make it. I think Ross and Roella go to the finals. Oh. Sorry, listeners, that Demelza had to come. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Come on, are you serious?" <laughs> Roella's in the finals. <laughs> now this is a this is one that I'm I'm semifinals on the Trenwith side. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Charles and Prudy versus George and Aunt Agatha. I think this is where the Cinderella story comes to an end for Jeffrey Charles and Prudy. The, they, you think that George George flexes stepdaddy? He goes, you don't get the house. Yeah, they, they had you a magical run. <laughs> they got deeper than anyone expected. Uh, but uh, yeah, George is stepdaddy, and he doesn't even acknowledge him as like his son sometimes. Yeah, and Aunt, and Aunt Agatha is of the era where she she doesn't even know who Prudy is. Yeah. It's like that Don Draper meme. It's like, I was thinking about you. Like, I don't even think I don't even know you exist. <laughs> exactly. Uh, All right, you yeah. know I, I don't don't think there's much more discussion to be had. That's mm-hmm. the fairy tale's over for for Aunt Agatha. Not for Aunt Agatha. Or for uh, for Prudy. And uh, so we're, we're sending we're sending George and Aunt Agatha through, or no, we're not. I am. Are you kidding me? Oh, you are uh, George. Oh, oh yeah, Agatha yeah, yeah. See, I'm, I'm, the, I stomp them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just step that for in my head. I'm thinking like. I thought we said the fairy tale is over. I'm writing this down and trying to roll this. Wow. Okay. This is a finals. Okay. For the Jim Carter Cup. Mm. Now, if one of these teams wins, the Jim Carter Cup is going to be displayed prominently in town as a memorial. If the other team wins, it's going to be melted down and sold. It's Ross and Roella, (laughs) luckiest lady in the world, against... George and Aunt Agatha. All right, let's play out all the angles here. Now, do you think Rowella could tempt George away to get away from Elizabeth or whoever he's with? No, (laughs) I don't think so. Right, because she. I think that George after after Elizabeth is gone, George is like a empty, you know. That part of his soul doesn't work anymore. Right, and in some levels, she's having to settle for scraps with Whitworth, who, who you know, George is like... Or the librarian yeah, guy, Rowella. Right, and George is saying, Whitworth, go over here, <laughs> you know, don't bother me. Uh, Whereas Aunt Agatha has the thumb on Ross. Yeah, it's true. When Ross is breaking into the house against George's will, it's to see his aunt. Mm-hmm. Because she wants to. That is true, and I think, and I, I think, if you want to talk about the the fairy tale, is I think the fairy tale is over for Rowella. You're you stand no absolutely. chance. Absolutely. So now it's really just Ross. How does he stack up against George? Not no no not just how does Ross stand up against George. How does Ross stand up against George and on Agatha? On Agatha, he has the soft spot for her emotionally, yep. and George, as much as he gets the sort of victories over George on a day to day basis. George still walks away fairly unscathed by what Ross has done. He's still wealthy at the yep. end of the show. Um, he's, you know, he, he he has all of these things. He just shuts down the house, like, out of spite. Mm-hmm. 
George, they don't leave on good terms. And I think, again, we, we've discussed maybe that's because they want the story to be open-ended yeah. further. But I think George and Don Agatha win the cup. I think so. I think you're right. It's just not wow. enough. Wow, okay. For Ross and Rowell, yeah. So it's official. It's in the books. So, so somewhere in the, Jim the square. Jim Carter Cup. The, the, the Jim Carter Cup shows Aunt Agatha. She lived for 100 years. They correct it. She lived for 100 years. Uh-huh. Maybe that's the concession. Yeah. Well, you know, as soon as they win the cup, George is snatching it from Aunt Agatha and kicking her into her grave. <laughs> and spitting on Ross. And, and that's it. Yeah. There you go. That's how we it We have our out. champion. <laughs> Listeners, you couple good twists there. Yeah, you can take a take it up with us <laughs> on Facebook or wherever, just to tell us how how wrong we were. But that that's that's the pa- tell, yeah, please. That's the beauty of the Mixed Max Challenge. You don't know what's going to happen. It is topsy turvy. Yeah, your your favorites aren't guaranteed. No one is guaranteed anything. No, not at all. Sorry, Demelza. You're great. Yeah, congratulations. You played yourself. There you have. Rather, it. Captain Blamey played you. Yeah. So that's the name of the game. If you want us to do a, a, an individual character tournament, mm-hmm. let us know. We have a lot of plans coming up, but we have Patreon. Yep. And this could be a nice little thing for us to do behind the paywall. You know, it's not a heavy paywall, and it would be fun. We I always enjoy doing these. I would even go. I would even go live on on Facebook or live on Twitch or wherever we can go to include people even more. I don't know how that technology works, but yeah. I don't know how to do that, but I would try to figure it out for the sake of our listeners. Yeah. But uh Dave, are, are we'll be revealing shortly what our next show is going to be, right? Uh do we need Why don't we reveal it right now? Okay. Because this week is the last coverage of Polark for now. Yep. We'll probably do Reduxes at some point because people, you know, we love talking Downton still. We love talking Poldark still. Absolutely. So, but something comes out this week that we feel like a redemption story is in order. Yeah. We are returning to Bridgerton, folks. Now, wow. we, we did not cover season two because we did season one. People liked it and, and it did okay, but it wasn't like everyone's favorite show or for us to cover just because there's, you know, it's more fantastical than historically based but mm-hmm. we skipped season two maybe we'll get back to that at some point but there's the prequel that is now coming to netflix and as dave and i have talked dave is a shonda fan he likes shonda rhymes show and she has written casual shonda. i mean i never finished how to get away with murder so you don't know how she got but away i with did it. enjoy it i don't know how, yeah i don't know how well i don't know if she did it i don't know there's a different murder every every season oh okay uh but she wrote this whole prequel series it's supposed to be good and it's only six episodes, and I think it's a good spring to summertime show for us to take up. And we're over the next little palate cleanser, yeah, yeah. So we are watching the Bridgerton prequel that is coming to Netflix, and yeah, true to form, we will drag it out. We will not watch all six episodes at once. <laughs> yeah, we will not. No. And then we have another show after that, but we'll get to that at another point in time. Yeah, and I know some of the Anglophiles, like you said, that prefer historically accurate stuff. So just you know, think about think about this in your calendar if you're trying to say, well, am I going to be listening to Lords of Grandom a lot for the next couple of weeks? Gilded Age comes back in the fall. Yep. If Nathan Lane is to so be if believed, we're telling you, if he's to be believed, September. So. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, I think Nathan Lane is to be believed. There but you go. do the math in your head. 
six weeks of the of this Bridgerton, then we'll do the end of the season. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some time in the middle for something. Speculate as to what that may be. Join our Patreon. Talk to our fans about what they what you think it is, and then that'll be that. Yeah, that's all you need to know for now. Mm-hmm. Dave, you been watching anything else? Is there anything else worth talking about? Uh, speaking of Nathan Lane, I guess I saw the Ar- Ari Ari Aster movie Bo is Afraid. The other Nathan day. Lane's in that. Yeah, well, Nathan Lane is great. As himself, he's, or he's, is he a like, character? No, he's he plays a surgeon. Oh, okay. He's in it for he's he's with uh, Amy Ryan from The Office and The Wire. Mm. That's his husband and wife. That movie's three hours long, isn't it? It's it's very long. Okay. Uh, I don't I don't know if I would recommend it to m- most people. All right. I don't know if I would recommend it to you, Corey, even as someone who likes to to try the the weirder avant-garde of it all. Watch more at home, maybe. Yeah, the theater. I mean, like, like this is the same director of the. For those that don't know, directed Hereditary and Midsummer. Yeah, and Midsummer was one of the most awkward, fun theater experiences where people were laughing uncomfortably. Like, oh, we're all in this together. That movie ruined my day when I saw it. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I don't think it was upsetting. Me, I don't it was think Bo is afraid. Will Bo is afraid is upsetting in different ways, but it has those same sort of like guttural humor moments that. I wasn't the theater was fairly empty, mm. but there was like you know ten people in the theater. At one point, we were all chuckling okay. at the absurdity of it all. And Joaquin Phoenix is great, so all right. you know not for everybody. But if that's your cup of tea, enjoy it. What about you, Corey? Watch anything on the plane? Um, I I wrapped up Beef on Netflix, the Ali Wong uh, Steve Yuen uh, mm-hmm. show. It's a good show. It was uh it was pretty okay. short, very watchable, and. Uh, no, I, 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 I've just been traveling. I've just been making the rounds, man. Seeing things with your eyes, exactly. Not a screen. Yeah, no. Seeing, seeing. And we'll talk about that yeah. on the, behind the paywall. And we'll get to that right now. But I'll give him the the end wrap up here. If you want to hear more of our podcasts, you can find them all and whatever po- podcast provider you listen to, Spotify, iTunes, whatever. Leave us five star rating or review if you so choose. Uh, you can always hit us up on Facebook gmail twitter instagram what have you uh and if you want to find our uh, some more of our uh, episodes just find them easily you can go to our podbean website uh and of course we have our patreon if you like to hear some bonus episodes thank you for listening all right